what up? Another episode. This is a very special episode of the uh, Built Different Podcast uh, with one of my good friends. And, uh, you know, you'll get to know him on this call, um, Thomas Waterman. Like, um, you know, when when I first started thinking about doing a podcast and we were talking about it and um, obviously I'm, I uh, worked with one of his uh, his colleagues, Alex, um, on some branding things, uh, you know, I knew that he would be one of the cooler podcasts. I know it would be, you know, his his name popped in my mind. You know, he's one of the first person people I thought about um, doing this with because um, we have some really good, authentic, like deep conversations. He's somebody that's a very caring person, um, you know, just always driven me and pushed me to, to you know, to, to just continue on this journey. So uh thomas just want to welcome you on here man and thank you for you know taking the time out of your busy schedule you're a hard man to pin down you know what i mean you're a ghost you're an enigma now you know so uh appreciate yeah. it yeah hey for you brother I- i'm in and uh i give you that kick in the butt and that encouragement because i believe in you dog because i know you can do it yeah so. it's been fun to watch you grow and now you're you're hosting stuff like you're in front of the, the the camera's on you i love it it's great <laughs> yeah i'm a you, fan you, you, yeah. Cause he knows how it was, man. Like how uh, much I hated social media. Um, you know how much I, uh, you know how much I didn't like like taking pictures of being in front of the camera. Cause that's just who I am. But um, yeah, so I've kind of stepped, <laughs> you know, what I mean, stepped uh, out of the shadows now, and you know, mm-hmm. gotten comfortable being uncomfortable. And uh, yeah, inspiring. It's, cool. it's kind of inspiring. Yeah, so it's it's a little therapeutic, you know. What I mean, I think I think that's what this episode is going to be. It's really therapeutic. Us having like a, our typical back and forth, because you know, anytime I talk to you, uh, you know, you have this tendency to make people feel better and and encourage people, and it's you know, it's uh, that's great. I don't know, just vibes, man. So, um, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, of course. First off, like I think it's I think it's pretty funny, and it's going to be cool to tell people, you know, how we met, where we met. So I, I guess I'll kind of let you. Uh, let you talk about that. <laughs> okay. Ricky Alphonse dropped into my life and did not like me at first. That's what I'll say. Um, so I was a fraternity guy. I was a partier. I drank a lot. And it got to a point where a couple years out of college, I was just totally burnt out from doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result like expecting to find a woman that I found intimacy with, expecting to find happiness in my job, expecting to find fulfillment in my life and thinking alcohol was going to be the answer every single weekend. And it wasn't. So I quit my job. I quit drinking and I went on this new frontier of entrepreneurship and purpose. And like, what would happen if I fully turned toward my potential? Um, And that led me to a co-working space in Orlando uh, and immediately I found out there was a, an accelerator for tech startups, um, people who wanted to create technology and, you know, scale impact in the world. Um, so I applied for this accelerator called Starter Studio and uh, I got in. And on the first day, um, I sat down at this long table with all these strangers I didn't know. And there was one one man i could just feel his presence i could i could feel him there i could feel and, and not only could i feel his presence but i could see his uh, his swag like he had swag people he had style that's, like and that, I, that's, true. that's true and also i could feel kind of a reserved nature and i i had this tendency with people like that i just get in and i'm just like i want to crack them open i want to like 
crack the egg and see what's inside because yeah. I know there's there's juice. And uh, that's what I did. I, I walked over to him and and I looked at him and I he didn't know me. I didn't know him. And I said, hey, man, like, why you got to outdress everyone here? What's up with that? And I, you know, I was doing it in a playful way, but I think Ricky took it in a very uh, annoying, confronting way where he was like, who the heck is this dude? Why is he coming up to me? He doesn't know me. He's, is he being serious? Is he not? Whatever it is. And I, I did it as an act of connection. Like I, I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to break you open, but uh, you didn't like it very much. Now, luckily, and I, I feel like I'll let you tell the rest. Like, so you, you didn't like me and then what happened? Well, you know, the honest truth, you, you were feeling some energy, but the energy, I was, I was uh, you know, you almost got your ass knocked out on the first day. I was about to knock you out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I'm like, who the hell is this dude walking up to me? You know what I mean? I'm already kind of like trying to get my bearings. Like I'm very, I think, you know, a lot of my, my uh, you know, just trust issues. It takes me a while to trust people. Yeah. It takes me a while to, um, to be comfortable with people. So I like, I'm really, I sit back and I watch people observe them. And mm -hmm. then they're like, I feel like you're cool. I'm comfortable with you. So the other thing too, is just space. Like I always want my space. And this guy, I mean, first day, like I'm just <laughs> sitting there trying to get comfortable. And this dude sits like right next to me, damn near on my lap. And so I'm like, what the fuck is this guy? It's brotherly you know I mean? love, like, dog. It's brotherly love, man. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was like, man, I'm going to have to swing on this dude on the first day of, uh, of this uh, this thing, you know what I mean? Get kicked out of this uh, cohort. But, um, you know, we I think later on we did lunch and um, I got to know him a little bit and I saw how he interacted with other people and I realized he was a genuine person and yeah, we've been we've been cool ever since. You know what I mean? He was the the one person in in that group that uh, not, everybody in there was cool to be honest, but he was the the person I resonated with most, and we you know we did a you know a lot of talking and growing in that cohort because he much like myself was one of the only few uh, non technologists in there, and um, yeah, it was it was an incredible uh, adventure. I think the most beautiful thing, like you said, is how much we've both grown from that point. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was a journey. Um, you know, I'm glad you survived it. Cause you know, emotional journey. cracking, uh, cracking, cracking things open. Uh, you almost got cracked open on that first day. Man. <laughs> sitting, sitting so, I was trying to crack so you open. You almost cracked me open. <laughs> but it, it, it's interesting though. Cause once you found out my intention, the, you, the, your defense is lowered. You found out I was genuine and you're like, Oh, okay. Like this is playful. So that's just fast, fascinating. Yeah. yeah it's, people texting me of course um yeah and i think my issue yeah uh <laughs> yeah so i think the thing with that though was that um too i wasn't used to the you know even in school i wasn't you know i never really liked the frat the, the frat boys and it just wasn't my scene you know i mean i was the type that went to school and and came home i never did the yeah. you know the party thing i never even went to the games i was just like you know so yeah, I felt that energy too. So that's I was like, you know, is this dude playing <laughs> games with me? He's like, you know what I mean? I was like, he he tested yeah. my, tested my, my tested me out, my manhood and stuff like that. So yeah, it was that. That was funny. A funny, uh, kind of a funny. But the, the truth met, is, but... you know, the last thing here, like when I reflect on it, I approached mm. you first because I felt most connected to you. Like I like I could have approached anyone. I could have made a joke about anyone there. I could have done anything, and I was like. This guy, it's like deep down, it's like this guy is going to be a brother. He's going to be a homie. So I'm going to go like dig in a little bit. 
Um, and then, yeah, dude, I mean, we've, we've cried, dude, we've been on quite the journey. I I'm just so inspired by your, you can, not only do you never give up, but you don't just do the same thing over and over again. You're constantly challenging yourself, looking inward, expanding, like you're built different. You know what I'm saying? Like the tagline of the whole, the whole show, you're not willing to just settle for your comfort zone and where you're at. Like you're constantly expanding and expanding and expanding and expanding. And it's just, it's cool to, it's cool to watch. And I realize those are actually the people I actually want to hang out with. Like the people who aren't expanding, I, I'm like, uh, like I, I do my best to love them, but it's not as exciting to be around them. So, no, I appreciate that, man. And you the same as well. And um, I think it's funny as well because I was talking to somebody the other day from Startup Studio and sharing an update with where we're at with everything. And they were actually pretty shocked. And they, you know, pretty much in so many words told me, man, I'm surprised you, uh, like, I'm like shocked out of everybody in the group. So I always joke around with people and tell them, you know, out of everybody in that group, I was probably, if we had a yearbook, I was the least likely to succeed in that class. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, because, you know, everybody in there, like I said, was technology. You had, um, you had help with Alyssa. Alyssa was helping you with some things, but mm -hmm. I was kind of there by myself. You know what I mean? It was, it was something where I'm sitting around people coding and creating really cool uh, products and projects. And I'm just sitting there twiddling my thumbs. Like I, I was getting the basics of like building a business, but I was, you know, I wasn't building anything. I didn't even know if what I had could be built at that time. I didn't know who to reach out to or what to do. So literally sitting next to, you remember Dave, Dave, uh, oh, yeah. you know, they had a, the travel platform, shout out to Dave. Um, you know, he was doing his thing every day, just coding away. I'm just sitting there looking around, you know, let me go grab some more, some more free peanuts from the, uh, from the kitchen. Oh, we destroyed I mean? that snack drawer, dude. <laughs> dude, oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I got like five to. snacks a day, dude. Five snacks. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, at least it was bad. It, it, well, they had a beer tap in there too. At least I didn't destroy that. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, that's true. Luckily, yeah, I stopped know, drinking at that point. That would have been bad. But <laughs> I, I, I will say, so like, I think there, there's spirit and form. You know, there's spirit, like the idea, the the. The, the creative potential energy that's wanting to be mm -hmm. built, you know, it takes a lot, a powerful person to wield that spirit and to bring that spirit into form, you know, from it's mm -hmm. going from like wave to particle. And guess what? Like you held the spirit, you held the frequency of the spirit, you, you, and you brought it and you birthed it and you built a team who could help you bring it into the material. You, you built a yeah. team around you who could bring it into form. So it, like, if it's just a bunch of people who can build things, they, they won't have anything to build. It takes someone with spirit to bring things into form, you know, and both are equally important parts in this story. So. Yeah. There. I think it's, the, that's the wildest part is, you know, you were obviously one of the first people I told the idea about, and I think that's where a lot of the encouragement came to kind of push forward. You sky, you know, a couple other people that, cause at that time I'm still feeling like, Damn, I'm not, I just like why me? You know what I mean? Why why me? Like you know, I, I'm not a technologist by trade. Um, this is just a dream. It's a vision, and um, you know, I shared that vision like you know a little reluctantly because I'm still feeling like, what the hell am I doing here? And but you know, you I, I brought it to you. You were like, dude, this is you know, this is this is the shit. You know what I mean? You should push this. You should do this. <laughs> like you can, you know what I mean? Sky was very another another person that was very encouraging. A lot of encouraging people in that building. But you know, obviously, you were the one of the first people ever to know about 
um, the idea. And um, yeah, you gave me a lot of encouragement. I was like, shit, you know what I mean? This sounds like a very reasonable guy. He's a very smart guy. Like, uh, maybe I have something here, you know what I mean? And you continue to like help me think out like business models and, you know, just user scenarios and things like that. And I was just like, okay, maybe I have something I can push forward with this. That's powerful though, Ricky. Like one thing I realized what you did is like, because you normally were reserved and you're like, I got to wait and see if I can trust people. You continue mm -hmm. to allow people to help you. You continue to allow people to, to brainstorm with you, to give you new perspectives, to build things, to, to do finances, to do marketing. Like you got Raul here helping you with, you know, the podcast. Like you continually trust people and allow them to get in on your vision. And that vision yeah. could be something you could have protected so tightly and stayed in that little comfort zone, but you kept giving it up. You kept surrendering. You kept letting go. You kept giving it to more people and allowing more people in, even though it was not what you were have been doing in the past. So like, your growth is directly correlated to why there's these people who are devoted around you and this bigger vision. So it's just, it's cool, man. Yeah. I think I've, I've opened myself, you know, no, a hundred percent. I've opened myself up a lot. And once I started opening myself up more and telling people it, you know, a lot of people started telling me how cool the idea was and how cool, like, man, this is going to be a game changer. This is, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's, you know, everything's about energy, like you said. And, and you know, my energy's changed over the years um, from being, you know, kind of doubting myself and, you know, the imposter syndrome. And now it's into, like, why not me? You know what I mean? Why not? I, you know, why not? Why can't I do this? Like, you know, um, you know. How many times I, did you hurl yourself? How many times did you hurl yourself into the arena in uncertainty, in the face yeah. of rejection, in the face of judgment? You hurled yourself in again and again and again. And with each time, each time you did it, I've watched, I'm a witness to your life as a dear friend. Each time you hurled yeah. yourself in there, you expanded, you liberated yourself a little more. You expanded your capacity for success. You could expanded your ability to lead others. You gave this vision a better, an increased chance of actually working every single time mm. you hurled yourself into initiation like the discomfort the fires of discomfort and through that we're, we're more liberated and your leadership becoming more potent like that's that's a big deal and i think that's why you are progressing i i think you mm. could have just stayed in your circle but you continue to progress because you keep hurling yourself into the fire into the annihilation uh so you can continue <laughs> to be be actually yourself like be truthful yeah. be expressed be confident all the things yeah no i appreciate that man so i feel like we're doing a lot of talking about me um but you know i'm interested in, for you to share Th with this the is the first episode the story of ricky it is you know? oh it's so, so what are you saying you're gonna be on multiple episodes you're a recurring guest is that what you're saying oh i'm taking over <laughs> i'm the host let's go <laughs> Um, no, like, you know, I wanted the audience to get to know you and, and know a little bit about what you're working on. Like what's, you know, I feel like every time I talk to you, you have a, a new project going. So, you know, just tell everybody what you're, what you're doing. Well, it's, it's wild because literally the path you're on, like what, what we just talked about, how you're continually hurling yourself into the face of rejection, fear, judgment, discomfort. Um, and through that becoming more liberated in your life, becoming more potent in your leadership because of it, that that's literally what I'm doing now. 
So before it was all about, you know, with Purpose Pioneers, um, Alex and I were really, really focused on operations and culture, like meeting at the crossroads of high performance and human well-being in the workplace. I created an entire operating system called Movement OS, where you literally install it into your, your business and your team, and inevitably they're hitting goals, they're innovating, they're improving, they're building momentum, and at the same time, they are in a state of well-being, they're in a beautiful state, they're, they're getting rid of their anxiety, they're feeling present and excited in the workplace, the meetings, all that stuff. Um, so that's still like there, but I'm just taking on like a couple of clients at a time. What I'm focused on now is an organization that I've actually been developing for two years in the background. Um, so I moved to Bali for three months in 2019, as you know, and at, in Bali had a very big spiritual awakening, um, really fell in love with the journey of living in truth and living in love and living in full expression and living in surrendering to service and surrendering to a bigger story and not trying to control everything and manipulate everything like a journey of letting the f go and i really fell in love with that and i also fell in love with a practice called kirtan which is mantra chanting it's basically like singing our way into the heart space so we can feel more loving and more free and more liberated. So I, I took this practice, Kirtan, back to America and I started doing it every single week and over and over yeah. and over again, every single week, every single week. And it started with like me and a couple dudes singing in a, in a living room. And then it grew to 35 people in a bigger living room. And then it grew to 65 people in a large yoga space. And this, it just continually, I surrendered to service again and again and again. I kept saying, no, this is my business. This isn't what I'm doing. Uh, but I kept doing it for free every single week for like two years. And now it's grown to an organization of around, like we have about 600 members in our group and they are all on the same path I am, which is a path of liberation through and liberating themselves through choosing to do really uncomfortable stuff choosing to be truthful in the face of attack, you know, be honest with someone, even though they might get mad at me for it, choosing to be loving in the face of judgment or rejection, where when choosing to love someone, even if I don't like their political views, or I don't like how they're treating me, can I love them anyways, you know, choosing to be fully expressed, even though people might judge me or talk about me to other people, like, do I get up and dance? And do the little shakalaka or do I hold back because I'm afraid of what someone's going to think or say? I don't even know what the shakalaka yeah. is. You know what I'm saying? Like choosing to surrender to a bigger story, a more magical story, even though there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, like letting go of my business like I just did, essentially. Mm. And even though there's a lot of uncertainty with that because I'm, I'm letting go of control. So I have a, a large community now in uh, my area in St. Petersburg, Florida who is walking this path and they're dropping into ceremony with me twice a month. So finally I'm like, there are hundreds and hundreds of people here with me, walking with me, the path that I believe in align with my values and they keep coming back and they keep wanting more. I'm in awe of these people. I'm inspired by them and they are asking me for more. So finally I just, I fully let go and surrendered to where my, I was being called. And that is this community. And this community is called Sacred City. And Sacred City is a community of leaders who are liberating themselves 
and each other and ultimately society through choosing to be in courageous, loving service, choosing to be church, like we said, truthful in the face of attack, loving in the face of rejection, fully expressed in the face of judgment, uh, in mm-hmm. service, in the face of apathy, surrendering in the face of uncertainty. Like these difficult choices I've realized in my life, every time I'm like, okay, I'm going to say it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to tell them the truth and oh, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm going to do it. Every time I do that, I feel more free, more powerful, more potent. I feel more magic in the air. I feel lighter. I feel amazing. And every time I do it, I also show other people that they can feel that way too. So that is literally what we're doing. And we do that in, in what, four ways. So the first thing we do every single month, we, we gather in monthly containers, I'll say. First thing we do every month is ceremony. We drop into <clears throat> ceremony. We sing our faces off. We go to the heart space and we ready ourselves to step out into our daily life and do these hard things. Um, Mm -hmm. Next thing we do is initiation. So we go out and we do the hard things. We go out and we choose to be love and truth and expression in the face of fear. Then the third thing we do is connection. So we connect with each other and support each other. Like, cause we're all doing these scary things. We're all uncomfortable. So we connect mm-hmm. with each other and build trust and, and add value and support each other in the, in this journey. And then the last thing we do is we celebrate. So we, we ha- are do this celebration experience every single month and it's quite beautiful. We're actually about to begin our membership, um, in January of 2023. So this is me turning fully toward this. This is me owning <laughs> sacred city and surrendering to it and surrendering to the call and answering the call. Um, and bringing this membership into this community, bringing these experiences into the community. And it all started with me just like playing on my guitar with two other people in a living room, you know, during the pandy, you know, so it's a, it's a wild ride. And I'm, I'm glad I let my ego go enough to let some things go in my life. Like with my old company, oh, I have employees. I'm so cool. Look at me. I have employees. You know, I, my ego tried to hold on to that, Ricky, like, because I wanted people to think of me as someone who has employees that means something about me. You know, I just gave up my home and I'm now living with uh, my intimate partner, Christina, because I, I, my ego wanted to have the home. I liked how I was perceived. I liked being able to people to come over and da da da. So I let go of that because I'm in rebuild mode right now. You know, like mm-hmm. there's so many things where I was holding on to BS and now I've let it go and I feel I'm in a more expansive, powerful, potent state than I've ever been in my entire life, Ricky. I wake up jacked up. People are talking. They want what I have. It's crazy, dude. Like I feel mm-hmm. alive and it's all because I let go enough, did enough hard things to feel liberated and surrender to higher calling. So that's what I got. Nice. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot, man. I mean, like I told you, every time I talk to you, I feel like there's something different because, uh, I know you you told me about the uh, the experience in Bali and um, singing, and I know you had a good group together. I didn't know it had gotten that big, and that you know that's oh, yeah. pivoted kind of over there. So that, that's cool, man. I mean, I'm all about doing you know what makes you happy, what makes you feel good, and this seems like you know it's you know makes you happy to wake up every morning doing it. So um, oh yeah, you know, happy for you, man. It's the um, deeper expression like, of what I've always been doing, though. Like mm-hmm. it's just. It, I'm now rooted into the individual. It's not just like business teams, you know, is where I was kind of pigeonholing myself. It, it's now every mm-hmm. individual on this path. 
nice. So are, are you still doing the, uh, I don't even know if you would call it a podcast, you were doing some uh, some content on YouTube. Would it, did you pivot to a uh, podcast now? or? Yeah, so we're actually about to launch our video podcast for Sacred City. Um, have, I have 55 guests I'm going to interview <laughs> as fast as possible. People I'm inspired by. Um, so we're going to have to have you on there, Ricky, because clearly you're, you're walking the same path, the path of liberation through courageous, loving service. Um, so yeah, we're about to launch that. Our first episode is being recorded next week. Um, yeah, it's called sacred city and you can find it on Spotify peeps. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll definitely, um, circle back to that so you can, you know, near the end of the podcast and, and, uh, you know, Raul do his thing. He's great at, uh, putting everything together for us. So make sure the, um, the people know where to find you and all of that. So with that being said, um, <clears throat> you know, you kind of touched on what I was going to ask you about next. Cause you know, this is, you, you kind of gave the reason what, why, you know, what gets you up every morning, which is this new cause and this, this, uh, this calling that you have. Um, what, what do you want to see that, you know, the end game, what, what do you like perfect scenario, at, you know, in doing this, what, what, where would you like to see this go? Like what world would you like to create through this? That's a great question, Ricky, because I feel like in this journey, I've been letting go of the ideal future mm -hmm. and stepping into the possibility of the present moment because I lived a lot of my life in business. Like, Oh, I want to create this world. Now I need to do everything to manipulate. I need to manipulate everything and control everything to get that one outcome. And it just felt mental. It felt hollow. It just didn't feel potent. It didn't feel alive. And I think now I, I continue to come back to the pull. Where am I being pulled from the inside in the present moment now, today? And then letting the story expand, realizing I'm not the director of my story. I'm a character. I'm a participant of that story. So I've really been letting go of I need to craft this ideal life. And I'm more like playing my role fully in my life based on where I'm being pulled, you know, intuitively. Where am I being called to serve? Um, so, you know, when I think about it, all I really want is to live a life i'm doing those hard things consistently and slowly those hard things become easy um i think that's really what i want like i, I want to continue to liberate myself in this lifetime and through that be an embodied inspiration for others to do the same and i love watching other people do the same ricky like that's what keeps me coming back to first watch breakfast with you brother you know, I'm like, what's the update? I'm like, what's the update? Um, so it's it's letting go, man. It's letting go of the idea of reality for me and just allowing things to expand, you know, divergently. I actually don't know what my life's going to look like. And that's actually pretty fucking exciting. Like, I'm pretty excited that I don't know what my life's going to look like. I'm pretty excited that I don't know what Sacred City is going to look like six months from now, a year from now, 10 years mm -hmm. from now. I'm pretty excited because I know it's beyond what this squishy thing can think of right now. It's beyond the comprehension. It's its way cooler than I could ever imagine. And that sounds like more fun to me. Because, <clears throat> you know, I, I think you touched on a couple of things. I think 
like, you know, obviously outside looking in, it's like, you know, I would think, you know, because of the way the world is and so much turmoil and you, you hit on one thing, politics and how it's dividing us, you know, obviously I think you have the freedom to not, you know, to just let it flow and you just, whatever the outcome is, the outcome is, but, you know, outside looking in, I would hope that, you know, what you're doing in some form or fashion allows people to stop letting politics and, you know, gender and, um, you know, the color of our skin divide us, um, you know, that people will just be more loving, you know what I mean? And, and be more open to, uh, to helping one another and, you know, just making the world a better place and, and more, you know, cause we all got to live here, but, um, you know, people just made it a more easier to inhabit the planet together and stuff, you know, fighting yep. and bickering and it's just, you know. Yeah.